Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. This is a poem called Dream Variation. It is by the late, great Langston Hughes. To fling my arms wide in some place of the sun, to whirl and to dance till the white day is done, then rest at cool evening beneath a tall tree while night comes on gently, dark like me. That's my dream. To fling my, eye, my arms wide in the face of the sun, dance, whirl, whirl, till the quick day is done. Rest at pale evening, a tall, slim tree, night coming tenderly, black like me. Thus ends the reading. Yes, come through Langston Hughes. You know, I love Langston Hughes. You know, you know why I love Langston Hughes? Why, girl? For multiple reasons. I mean, you know, he is a fantastic novelist, playwright, poet, uh, short story writer, all that good stuff. And he was a mentor to Alice Walker, who is the mother of womanism. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so anybody who mentored Alice Walker is all right with me. Yes, amen. And, you know, Langston Hughes was part of such – just a pivotal moment, I think, in black history, Um, you know, in the 20s and 30s, uh, what was going down in Harlem. I know you spend a lot of time in Harlem these days, Portia. I've been hearing you talking to all these uh, comedians who live in Harlem. Um, You know, and kind of even that artistry that we still, that black art in particular, that we see, um, especially in places like New York, to this day um, is, you know, because of the work of Langston Hughes and his colleagues who were in on, you know, New York at the time, and a lot of the men, I think we remember a lot of the men, you know, including Langston Hughes, who were part of that, and rightfully so, but there were already, there were also so many sisters who really also paved the road for people like Alice Walker to be able to speak truth to power in their writing in the 60s and the 70s, and it's because of those great female authors um, like Dora Neale Hurston who were working, you know, in the 20s and the 30s to really set the path. And I think all of us who are black creative, black writers, even if you are like me, an academic writer, we are literally living in the inheritance of those folks. So thanks to Langston, like you said, because I think he uh, is part of the growth and cultivation of so many black writers who you and I both love so much, um, but also just black artistry in general. I think that includes, you know, music and you know, dancing about people like uh, Catherine Dunham and Alvin Ailey. Um, you know, it's just such a great inheritance. So, uh, yeah, I like that poem a lot. But what are we talking about today? We're not talking about uh, Langston Hughes and the Harlem Renaissance. Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, Jamie? We're not talking about Langston Hughes and the Harlem Renaissance. But um, Langston Hughes, actually, one of his very, very close friends and um, uh, allegedly uh, once upon a time lover, Carl Van Vetchen, um, is a photographer and who took many, many, many iconic portrait photos, headshots of many of our favorite Harlem Renaissance writers and artists. And so in the spirit of all of those wonderful headshots that we will see, so look up Carl Van Vetchen. He's a, photo- a fantastic photographer. Um, we're talking all about headshots today. So that actually was an interesting segue, Jamie. We're talking about headshots. 
everyone needs to get themselves professional headshots. Now, I don't know who the Carl Van Vesten of 2018 is, you know, taking fabulous photos for the people of today. But I will say Kende Wiley is, is, is producing beautiful portraits of people. But before you can get a Kende Wiley portrait, you might want to get yourself a professional headshot. So we're talking about headshots today. So why do you think it's so important to make sure that we have professional headshots, Portia? Because you got to put your best face forward. Um, you mm, know, we're in yeah. the yeah, <laughs> we're in the digital age, and you got to put your best face forward. And now, you know, it's almost to a fault, but you know, it's still a blessing. It's a blessing and the curse. It's like everyone everywhere has a brand, and everyone everywhere has social media. Everyone everywhere has some type of LinkedIn or. Um, a website or Instagram, you know, everyone has something that's digital, right, some type of digital access to people. And having a picture that is a headshot that is not a selfie is actually a very, very professional thing to do. Now, sometimes you can have profess- you can have um, selfies that look like professional headshots. Um, you know, I happen to be one of those people who has taken a very long time to master her selfie to look like headshots, but even still, I have professional headshots that are not my selfies. And so it just looks, it looks just more professional when you can pose for a camera that someone else is holding because it looks intentional. Headshots mean that you are being intentional about your image. You're being intentional about putting your best face forward. You're being intentional. And so I think it's important whether you have a friend who can hold a camera, and you can do it with your iPhone. If you've got an iPhone, iPhones have excellent cameras. Apple, hook us up with a paycheck. Yay, sponsor us. So, um, yeah. Getting a good headshot looks excellent. So, and you don't have to necessarily be an artist to have a headshot. People assume that having headshots are just for artists, but they're not. They're for everyone, whatever profession, whatever field. So today we're talking about headshots. Yes, Jamie? Yeah, and I think I would say keep your eye out because there are definitely, like, um, you know, for women, there are a lot of these kind of empowerment workshops, especially, like, if you live near a city. Um, where they'll do head, like a headshot fair. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I saw one pop up on my feed like just like literally like four or five weeks ago um, where this pretty significant brand, I forget what brand it was, I'm not going to try to call it the name, um, was doing a women's event. And one thing that they were offering was like if you came to the event and attended it, you could also get a headshot. Um, I know that I've gone to conferences where one of the things that they offer is a headshot that we will be able to use in the future. Um, when I was a Baptist Rank Committee fellow, we did headshot. We did both like a group shot on the last day, and we also each got a headshot. I could not use my headshot because it was the summertime, and some sort of bug of some sort had bitten me in the eye, and so my eye was all swollen. Um, so <laughs> pro tip, if you're going to get a headshot, also try to, you know, be prepared in terms of your skin and your hair and whatever you need to do in order to actually be able to use that picture in the future. I mean, it's not my fault that a bug bit me, but still. Um, and then, I'm, yeah, but I know that, like, the uh, Fund for Theological Education, I know that they often will offer headshots to some of their fellows. Um, so just kind of keep an eye out and see where you might be able to get a free professional headshot. The Porsche is exactly right. An iPhone will totally work. 
Um, but I think it's also important, if you can, to be able to get in front of a professional camera. And it's best if you do not have to pay a bunch of money to get in front of that professional camera. But you do want to make sure that when you're going to get the headshot, that it's definitely that you're wearing something that you would be proud for people to see for the next five to seven years because, you know, you'll probably be using that headshot for a little bit. Uh, we'll get to in a second when you should replace that headshot. Um, and uh, so wear something that you're going to find to be presentable. Um, you know, wear your hair in a style you'll find to be presentable. I've heard a lot of photographers say, um, you know, everyone has a personal brand, but if it's the headshot that you're using, like that's going to be your one professional headshot. You also want to make sure you're not wearing anything that's kind of too trendy. And it does make sense. If it's just like for your brand, for your blog, or for your website, or your podcast, or whatever it is that you do, of course, wear whatever fits your brand. But if it's for something like a graduation picture or a headshot that you want to have out in the world just to be able to shop to people, you want to make sure that you're not doing or wearing anything too trendy. Like I used to wear a big white watch. And she was like, take that off for the picture. <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't want people distracted by the big white watch on your wrist and they're not looking at you. Um, so I would say that that's really important. If you're going to go get a professional headshot, you want to make sure that, you, that all the attention goes straight to you. So you're dressed professionally, um, you've taken care of your skin, you've taken care of your hair so that you can put, as Portia said, your best face forward. That's really important. Woo child, and let me tell you, you cannot beat something that is called lighting, okay? Mm -hmm. So your photographer, you know you have a good photographer when they understand lighting because lighting can be hit or miss. Lighting can be the difference between what makes your skin glow. Lighting can be the difference between your, what's going to make you look slimmer or heavier. Lighting is going to be everything. And a lot of times the best lighting is natural light. And so sometimes getting headshots in the studio are fantastic, and they, really work, they work really well. So, you know, you can hit up a JCPenney's, or you can get a professional photographer to shoot you outside. And sometimes, well, depending on your field, you may not necessarily always want to do outside, but if you're doing, you know, especially like if you're an artist or if you're doing blogging or if you're a podcaster like Jamie and I, you know, if you're doing something like along those lines, take great photos outside. You know, that is a great opportunity for your lighting to be right because the sun gives you natural lighting. It's going to show and filter you a great way. Then you also want to have someone uh, be able to put filters and kind of Photoshop that photo. Let's be honest. Everybody's picture raw, untouched may not always be picture perfect. You know, it's very seldom that we have, you know, picture perfect moments. Now, granted, lighting can be a natural filter. If you have good lighting, good makeup, or good natural skin, if you heard our skin show, if you're taking good care of your skin, a lot of times, sometimes you won't have to do too much retouching and touch-ups and Photoshopping and to your face or to whatever have you around you because you're taking great care of what's on the outside. And so the sun in itself can be a beautiful natural illuminator where you don't have to do any retouching. Now, sometimes people go overboard in that airbrushing and they look fake. Do not get happy on the airbrushing. You want to look as natural, clean, and polished as possible. And so let's say, for instance, you uh, don't necessarily have all that money for a photographer. What do you do? Well, guess what? iPhones have something called 
portrait mode. So if you got to do a little something to get by until you can stack some coins, you know, and ball out of control, you can get a good friend who has a good eye, and you can set up your camera on portrait mode, and it will come out in natural, good natural lighting, and it will come out looking as, almost as close to a professional studio uh, photographer headshot. If you don't have an iPhone, you can also use Instagram on focus mode. Focus is the closest thing to a portrait mode that you can get. And with the right lighting, with the right angle, make sure your photographer knows angles as well, you can get a very, very clean headshot. Now, those are some great ways when you're starting off, but those are not necessarily the things that are going to sustain you. Having good headshots takes an investment. So you might want to invest in some good headshots, but also know there's going to be time to replace those headshots. Jamie, when is it a good time for us to start thinking about replacing our headshots, or when are our headshots too old? <laughs> okay, let me, let me be respectful. So, <laughs> so, Portia, you and I both know uh, when we were in divinity school that sometimes these people who were really, like, excellent professors and scholars would come to campus either to give a lecture one time or because they were doing a job talk. And you and I both know that sometimes we would look at the person, we would look at the picture, and we were thoroughly confused. <laughs> so how do I want to say this respectfully? You know, please don't, you know, like when I graduate from this program, I'll be in my early 30s. And I'm sure that I will have some professional headshots taken when, upon graduation, for me to use for, you know, job talks and for me to use out on the field so that people will be able to put a face to the name. But there's going to be some differences between the way that I look when I'm in my early 30s and I'm graduating from here versus the way that I'm going to look in my early 40s when I've been working for 10 years. Um, there's changes to hair color for some of us. There's changes to weight for others of us. Um, there's changes, uh, you know, just the regular changes of aging. And so all I'm trying to say is that picture better look pretty accurate to how you plan to look when you show up. And like Portia said, definitely um, none of us are perfect. So definitely make sure you get the picture. If you want it retouched, retouch it. You know, you definitely, like Portia said, want to put your best face forward. So I might look you know, like a, a more beautiful version of myself in the picture than I look of how you see me in person. But you definitely should not need to be like, oh, is that the same person? It should definitely look like me. And so I would say, you know, for those of us who are younger, I mean, this is changing now because Portia and I are now in the second half of our 20s. But when we were in the first half of our 20s, and, you know, especially when we were finishing up divinity school and that sort of thing, I was looking a little bit different all the time. <laughs> You know, because I was still, you know, in the process of figuring out who I was and what I looked like. So it was really like every two or three years I needed something a little bit different. But now as we're getting older, I would say every five years is a good time to think about um, refurbishing everything about ourselves, refurbishing even the clothes that we're wearing, um, rethinking even the decor in our house, and rethinking our professional headshots. Every five years would be my recommendation. What's your recommendation on that, Portia? You know what, Jamie? I absolutely agree. Every five years. 
They used to say every 10 years, but I think that's not, that's not often enough. Honestly, every five years is great. And the reason being, I think for black women, I think we can get away with it a little bit more, um, especially in the five years, because we like to change our hair a lot, like me. Um, and even in the time frame that we start this podcast, from when we first started <laughs> in the works of talking about the podcast, I had, you know, you know, just a regular twist out. Then when we started taking pictures for the show, I was in the process of having sister locks. But then by the time the show started, I cut those, I cut them off because of a catastrophe. And then I had a short cropped haircut. But then I was also changing out wigs that looked like my hair before I had the sister locks. And so it's like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But my face looks the same. And I don't have any fine lines and wrinkles or dark spots or, or dark circles that are any different than I did before. So my face still looks the same. And if you ever follow, you know, Instagram photos, I'm always changing my hair. I'm always swapping out my wigs. I'm always wearing, you know, a head wrap. My head wrap is actually starting to become more of a, a signature look, but as I'm starting to notice, the leopard print one. But I will say every five years is great. Now I'm blonde. I have blonde highlights. And so, um, <laughs> but yet my class photos for Yale, Jamie, I had still had the copper color hair. And so my hair is always changing, but yet that hair was still f within five years, but I still feel like I look completely different from the time that we graduated, and that's three years ago. And so now I'm like, okay, now I need some photos with this blonde hair, you know what I'm saying? But that's just me. Um, and so I will continue to be duping it out on Instagram because why? Because I changed my hair so much, I need um, different headshots for different purposes. Now, that is also to say every five years is good because you need consistency, okay? You know, when you have brand consistency and you know what someone looks like on a consistent basis, that is important. You know, I tend to be a, a chameleon, but my face is still the same. So, but I also understand that some people will not, and I have it happen, I've had, had it happen to me, people say, wow, I didn't recognize you because of your hair. Or they say, oh, you're always doing something different with your hair. Yeah, but I will say this. Consistency is important for branding. And so sometimes I keep wigs that are very similar to the wig I'm wearing in my headshot. Why? So that way when I walk out, people know exactly who to expect. Having a cute, bowl-cut blonde hair, you know, may not look like a curly wig. So... You know, for consistency. And I hate to say it, Jamie, but you know, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes folks don't always know how to distinguish black women all the time. So I'm just going to put it out there like that. But you know what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, every five years is good enough. Yeah. yeah. No, you're exactly right. I'm, I think I have the same thing, Portia, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I look different than I did. You know, and that's what I'm saying. I think when you're younger, um, and, you know, for both of us, we were trying to establish brands. And so I needed to also figure out what made most sense for my brand, you know, because I've had different hair looks since we started the podcast, since I started my blog. And I feel like I finally settled on the look that I have right now as something I can do for a while. Um, you know, this is just, uh, I've talked about on the podcast before, I didn't want to, um, what do you call it? I didn't want to put a relaxer in my hair anymore. And so I'm just wearing, like, a full weave so that I can protect my hair underneath. And it's, like, shoulder length, basically. The hair is, like, pretty straight. And it just kind of works for the brand that I'm going for, which is, you know, Olivia Pope. 
Uh, <laughs> you are very I mean, Olivia Pope. You're very <laughs> Olivia Pope. You know, I'm, well, it's actually, it's actually what I think of in my head is I think of Viola Davis's hair from How to Get Away with Murder, that wig that she wears on that show, but with an Olivia Pope kind of like outfit on. That's actually how it goes. Um, so you're just shondalanding it out. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I'm Shondaland. I'm the black women of Shondaland. Um, <laughs> and that's not what I wanted to be when I started out, but, like, with more time I'm realizing that's a look that looks good on me. It's a look that's fairly easy for me to maintain. I figured out how to get it to kind of work with my price point. I figured out how to thrift shop so that I can definitely look like I'm wearing the clothes of Olivia Pope and look like, you know, look the part um, without breaking the bank. And so it's been really important to me to figure out this look. And now it's like I want to get as many shots as I can with this look because I have determined that this is the one that I want. So, yeah, so I would say it takes a little bit of time to figure out kind of what your look is, especially if you're, you know, like me and Portia, you're kind of switching it up a lot. Um, but once you figure it out, exactly like Portia said, you know, capitalize on it. Um, make sure you get some great pictures with it. And uh, replace those pictures when the time comes so that people will know who you are when they see you. So I think it's time for our petty pearl. Agreed. And so, you know, uh, beautiful pearls of pearldom, pearlland. You know, I, 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 I absolutely you know, love changing up my look. But I, like I said, being consistent is important because, you know, one thing that you're definitely going to get from me is you're going to get a natural look, whether it's my own blonde hair, uh, blonde highlights in an afro, or whether it's a blonde wig in an afro or dark wig in an afro. Either way, you're getting an afro from Portia. Why? Because I need to be, you know, consistent. I have natural hair. That's how I want to look. But you know what? what you know what's really petty about headshots, Jamie? <clears throat> you know what's really, really petty, Pearls? Is when people order headshots and they still have the watermark on them. Jamie, Pearls, if you're going to have headshots, do not submit your headshot with the watermark from the photographer on it. That is not professional. I said, let's put our best face forward. You know, I'm all about, you know, supporting the business. Okay, great. But if you're going to get your headshots if, and you're going to pay a professional, pay for them. Don't try to crop out the watermark to where it's now a fully cropped out head. You know, we do want to see the length of your body. You know, you're supposed to go from the torso up. Do not try to crop out the watermarks and, or submitting watermarked headshots. That's not professional. If you're going to do it, do it right. And if you're not going to do it right, then you do a good dupe. Use your Instagram, use your iPhone on portrait mode, do what you got to do. But please, don't send in your headshots with watermarks, all right? Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just2Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.